forth of praise. The Lord is pleased with this, I guess, and I'm sure. Praise the Lord. Praise the God bless you. Please be seated a little while. God bless you. And you are welcome to GMI, Gospel Missions International, Phoenix, Arizona, United States of America. God bless you. I know today is a special day and we have a lot of guests from far and wide coming to celebrate with our beloved sister Christy. And for that reason, don't be afraid that I will stay too long. I will not stay too long because I know many of us want to celebrate. So, it's important that the word of God comes forth in a setting like this. And actually, she, she has in mind that she wants to appreciate God for what God has done for her. All the more reason why we should hear from God. Is it not so? So be ready, and God will speak to us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for another wonderful day, an opportunity like this. We ask, O oh Lord, that you speak to me, to your people this morning. What you have in mind to bless your children, let it come forth. I empty myself and ask Holy Spirit the perfect control. That which I have intended to speak of myself, I will not speak it but your word and your word alone. That will be blessed and edified in the name of Jesus. Thank you, faithful God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I've titled what I want to share, A Deeper Walk with God. Amen. A Deeper Walk with God. I'm Pastor John Agemomen of GMI. And for those who are listening online, may you be blessed in Jesus' name. For our scripture reading, let's go to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. This is what it says. For when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Chapter 6, verse 1. Hebrews. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not lay again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of doctrine, of baptisms, and of laying of hands, and of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Praise God. This is a call to a higher and a deeper walk with God. If I should ask now, how many are Christians? All of us are Christians here. So I, we are not in a crusade setting where I'm talking to unbelievers. No. I'm talking to believers, fellow believers, who need to grow, you know, from mixed stage to deeper stage. More so as a team for this year in this church is the year of my emergence. Amen. Amen. Coming out of the doldrums, 
coming out of dormancy and emerging. This is the year we expect that the sons of God will start to manifest. Amen. Amen. The scripture says it so. That the earnest expectation of the creature is they are uh, the creature, they are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Romans 8 19. That's all the more reason we should aspire to have a deeper walk with God. The status quo is not enough. We need to go a little deeper. Amen. Yes. And the Lord is ready for us. One version said that look. This is the year that the sons of God will show who they are. Something like that. We are sons of God. Jesus is the son of God. We are sons of God. And as he is, so are we in this world. Amen? Amen. So we need to manifest because while Jesus was here, he manifested the glory of God. He had the power of God. He had the anointing of God. And that anointing is available to you, the Holy Spirit. You too have the anointing. Jesus was baptized. He had the fullness of the power. You too, you are baptized. You have the fullness of the power. But we find we are not, we are not here to be able to manifest the power, the unction, the charisma. Now is the time. Amen. If you believe that Jesus is coming soon and that job before he comes, there's going to be a quick, short, powerful move. This is the time. Not tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Now. According to your faith, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. If we are to be part of the manifestation of the sons of God, we need to make a decision to have a closer walk with God. It's very imperative. Abraham, Enoch, Noah, among many others, walk acceptably with God. We too need to take definite steps in our relationship with Christ. We need to die to self. So that like Apostle Paul, we too can say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Galatians 2, verse 20. Walking in the Spirit will help us continually to subdue and overcome the works of the flesh in our lives. Because in every, in every, in every life, we have this struggle between the flesh and the Spirit. It's a continuous warfare. And we are going to win this year and forward in Jesus' name. The flesh has no dominion over the spirit. Darkness cannot overcome light. Amen? Yes, yeah, a decision. I'm decided. What about you? Walking the spirit will help us to be overcomers indeed. The Bible says in Galatians 5, 24 to 25, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and loss. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Amen. We're talking about deeper walk with God. You have been walking with God. No doubt about that. Remember, Enoch was translated that he should not see dead. And before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. 
In his time, there was godlessness. In his time, people did not fear God. Just like in our time. Weary people, they don't even want to hear about Jesus. They don't want to hear about God anymore. So the kind of situation that existed in time of Noah as well. But he overcame all us and he distinguished himself in that evil and adulterous generation. And by the grace of God, we too, we are going to emerge victorious in Jesus' name. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You are full of the Spirit. Are you being led by the Spirit of God? Indeed, in all areas of life, in your marriage, in your interpersonal relationship with your friends, in your workplace, in your career, in every area, we need to work with God in the way that is pleasing unto our maker. We need to practice fasting, for example. Fasting has to subdue the flesh. This is one of the ingredients you need, spiritual ingredients, for you to have a deeper work with God. I know some people fast long times, hundreds of days, some 40 days. There's no competition about it. As you are led by the Spirit, if it's one day fast, two days, three days, so long as you do it, intermittent fasting, continuously, not just you did, you did it one night, oh, until next year again. No. From time to time, you find that it's going to be very beneficial to you as an individual. Amen? That's one of the keys we need. Fasting has to subdue the flesh. Has you to keep on top as a spiritual soldier of Christ. Apostle Paul said this, 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27. He said, but I keep my body under, I keep my body under and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. May that not be said of us in Jesus' name. But that is true, that some people start very well, but after some time, because of pride of life, because of you no know, material blessings, abundance, they no longer fear God, and some of them, they go back to their vomit. That's not our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. So fasting has to put this flesh under. Sometimes we are so emphatic about our enemies, 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 enemies that don't want our progress. And some of us even pray, die, die, die. Well, later on we are going to see if you have the mind of Christ, you won't pray like that. Nevertheless, you have an eternal enemy you have not been able to deal with all the while. This is the time to deal with that eternal enemy. Squarely. Knowing that that enemy is within you. And once you have the supremacy over the spirit of God in your life, or say no, this year, from this year on, till Jesus comes, no to my flesh in Jesus' name. We should make ourselves available to God. You want to have a deeper work with God? Make yourself available. God uses fat people. F-A-T. F stands for faithfulness. You need to be faithful. When God calls you, be faithful to him because he's ever faithful. A stands for availability. Be available to God. This is end time, and the end time harvest is here. 
God needs soldiers. He needs reapers. The harvest is plenty. Laborers are very, very few. Now, would you want to be employed by God? He's, he's asking for people who will come and do a great harvesting. This is the time. Amen? Amen. T stands for teachability, ability to learn or hear from God. So, F-A-T. God uses such people. Faithfulness is required of us. Availability is required of us. And T stands for teachability, to learn of God. When we talk about availability, especially in a country like this, where there's hardly any night or day, it's walk, 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 walk. My God, my brothers, my sisters, I'm just appealing to you because I know I have a taste of what, you know, a taste to live in America. It has to be walk, walk, walk. But please give time to your maker. Just spare some time. Just devote some time. Say, this year, oh, I know I'll, I'll be making money. and be, The more I work, the more I make money. But this time, you may work less. And God can even bless you more materially. Because our prosperity, our work does not depend on the wages we earn or salary, but on God's favor. Well, you may say, how that, that one was? I don't know. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together. Run you over, so shall make give to your bosom. You'll be surprised how God will be blessing you, keeping you from spending on medical bills unnecessarily and all that. That's some kind of service. That's some kind of blessings. Amen. Amen. Yeah, as you give time to God, he will give you what you need, what will make you happy and satisfied. Amen. Having a deeper walk with God depends so much on the Holy Spirit. You can't talk about deeper work with God when you do not talk about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is so vital in this. Getting baptized as fully immersed in the Spirit is very, very important. At the new birth, when you gave your life to Christ, you had the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God in the first place convicted you that you were a sinner and you repented. The Spirit of God brought about your conversion. It's that same Holy Spirit, you know, that when you get baptized, when you have the fullness, you know, you now have access to the gifts of the Spirit. Can you see? The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a gateway to the gifts of the Spirit. There are spiritual gifts, nine of them, which we can aspire to have. It's God who gives, but you have to have the desire. You have to ask. He that asketh, receive it. He that seeketh, find it. To him that knocketh, it shall be opened. But if you don't seek, I know, you know, God knows I need that. So in due time, he will give me. Is that how God operates? No. Matthew 7, 7. You ask and you receive. Desire. Long for it. Test for it. Hunger for it. And you'll be surprised. God will bless you, fill you with the Holy Spirit, and you cannot have access to the gifts of the Spirit. Praise God. Yeah, we'll come to that shortly. But you see, part of our work with God will be to manifest the gifts of the Spirit and be led by the Spirit. God speaks to us, his children, in diverse ways. You know that. In, by dreams, visions, audible voice, the written word of God, 
a still small voice, and even through circumstances. We need to recognize how God speaks to us. So one of the things we need to do this year, if we are to have a deeper, a deeper work with God, is to recognize how God speaks to me. I don't mean how God speaks to that brother, to that man of God. No. You, as an individual, because you are very special to God and you are very unique. God speaks to you, and you need to identify and recognize how God speaks to you. So that you can be led by the Spirit of God. If God is speaking and you don't recognize, how can you be led by the Spirit of God? So you need to know my sheep, hear my voice. So when God is speaking, may God give us grace to recognize his voice and to obey in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, coming to the gifts of the Spirit. There are nine spiritual gifts of the Spirit. And you can have one, two, three, or even all of them as in the case of an apostle. Praise God. You see, God has got so much for us. These are some of the fringe benefits as born-again Christians. He's got all this one for the body ministry to edify the body of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 12, 7 to 12. Let's read it. First Corinthians chapter 12. We need to read this passage. And then you meditate upon later and desire these gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, another discerning of spirits, another diverse kinds of tongues, another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. But all these worketh that one and certain spirit, divided to every man severally as he will. Verse 12. For as the body is one, and had many members, and all the members of that body, being many are one body, so also is Christ. Christ is the head and we are the body, the body of Christ. These gifts, they are made for us. It's not where we get to heaven. If you believe Jesus coming is imminent, oh, this is the best time to ask for these gifts. Because when we're talking about revival, talking about the supernatural, talking about moving of the spirit, it is through these giftings that you see the manifestation. Amen? Once again, the gifts, we're not rushing over that at all because it's important and cardinal if we are to have a deeper walk with God. One of the gifts there is the gift of the word of knowledge. This is not just knowledge per se, but a spiritual gift that you can only assess when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen? For example, when you have insight into divine knowledge and revelation, the word of knowledge comes to play. It is spiritual. It is not what you acquire through reading. You go to a Bible school and you think that you can get the, the gift of knowledge. No, no. It is a gift. Not to be manipulated. Amen. The other one there 
is the gift of the word of wisdom. Just take note, it's not the gift of wisdom per se, the gift of the word of wisdom. So God will just give some insight into how a problem can be solved in the body of Christ. When this gift is in operation, it has to solve very difficult situations. For example, while Jesus Christ was ministry, a question was put to him. Should we pay tasks to the Romans? If he said yes, he said, oh, no, this man is not a patriot. He wants to be under servitude. He wants us to be, we Jews, to be serving the Romans continually. So he, he takes the light. He said we should be paying tasks. Okay, the Romans, all right. If he said we shouldn't pay, oh, look, See, this man is a traitor. We're going to report into the authorities that there's somebody who is not, uh, not paying tasks and doesn't even encourage it. So, either way, it will be bad. Wisdom came. Jesus said, Take me a coin. They brought it. Whose inscription is there? It said, Caesar's. Oh, I see. Render unto Caesar the thing that are Caesar's, and unto God the thing that are God's. Can't you see wisdom there? It reminds us about the wisdom of Solomon. When two women uh, will say, oh, the living child is mine, the living child is mine. And wisdom came right there. It's not common at all. That wisdom is not common. Remember that when God asked him, just ask for anything I, I, I should give you. He asked for wisdom. And God gave him. So an aspect of this wisdom is what gives us as a gift the word of wisdom. When the situation arises in the church and we need that wisdom, God will give us. And those who have that gift, they will exercise it in Jesus' name. The gift of discerning of spirits. This is not the gift of suspicion. No. But the gift of discerning to know what spirits are pretty. Somebody is speaking in tongues and maybe prophesying. We all take it for granted. That is God speaking. It's not always God. Sometimes it can be flesh. You, you, Mr. You, talking. Sometimes it can be the devil. Yeah. And of course, sometimes it can be God. So three main sources. So we have to be able to discern. It's not sus suspicion now. God has given a definite gift by which we know, oh, this is the spirit of God operating. Reverence God. Or it's of Satan. Don't be afraid of that utterance because it's not of God. When that gift is in operation, everything will be in precision. Amen. Amen. There's also the gift of faith. We all have faith. You know, faith that made you to believe and you're not a Christian? Yes, we all have faith. And yet, there is the gift of faith. When you have the gift of faith, you do spectacular miracles. Amen. Yeah, like stopping the sun and moon in the Old Testament was something spectacular. It had never been done before, and nobody has even replicated it. So there is the gift of faith. Just know that you have faith. You may have strong faith. If it's not the gift of faith, it's not the gift of faith. If you have the gift of faith, it, the fruit will show that this is the gift of faith. We need these gifts in the body of Christ. The gift of working of miracles. See that again. It looks like what I've just said, but yet it's different. The gift of working of miracles. Oh my God, when these gifts are in operation, you see creating miracles. You see things happen. Amen? Yes. We need to go into that realm. The gifts of healing, plural. So there are so many gifts. 
gives to heal all kinds of sicknesses and diseases through the gifts of healings. We should desire them, know them that they are there in the first place, available for every child of God, and then you desire, you ask for, and God will give to you that we know that you can manage. Amen. Yeah, the gift of diverse kinds of tongues. Wow. Diverse kinds of tongues. Some people think that it's only languages that people can understand, understand that people who are gifted, who are those gifted can speak. It has to be earthly language. It must not be earthly language only. There's also heavenly language. Language you do not understand. In fact, anybody who is baptized in the Holy Ghost and you, are, you can speak it, it gives you extra confidence that you are just in the supernatural. Amen. The ordinary person can't have it. But you have it. You have been made partakers of the divine nature. And you can speak heavenly tongue. You may not understand. They said God gives you a gift of interpretation of tongues. But God understands. Whether you understand it or not, God understands. So these are gift things. The other one is gift of prophecy. Yes. Where did God begin to speak for the world? You know, give a revelation to the body of, to the body of Christ. We need to desire this. There are nine of them. Praise God. For a deeper walk with God, we need to identify the gifts that are operational in our lives presently and use them to the glory of God in the education of the body of Christ. It's possible that you already have these gifts, but are you using them? Some may not use these gifts because of fear. Fear that I may make a, mis I may make a mistake. Why should you be afraid? The Lord who has given you has given the spirit of boldness. Just live a holy life and trust that you will not speak, uh, you will not speak uh, amiss in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost baptism and the gifts are for those who seek and find and ask. Matthew 7, 7. The, that the manifestation of the sons of God is only possible through the Holy Ghost baptism and the giftings. So it's very cardinal. If you are not baptizing the Holy Ghost, even as you hear me, begin to desire. Holy Ghost is a gift, just like being born again is a gift to unbelievers. You that is born again, baptism of the Holy Ghost is a gift. In Acts chapter 19, Apostle Paul came across certain disciples, he asked them that question. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They were surprised. They said, ah, which one is that Holy Ghost again? We have received Christ. They said we should receive Christ. We have received Christ. Which one is that Holy Ghost is talking about again? He explained to them, lay hands upon them, and they receive the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost can, be, can come to you by laying of hands. Holy Ghost can come to you by strong desire. When you desire and you seek God, even while you are in the kitchen, you are in the bathroom, yes, Holy Ghost can just fall upon you. I remember after about two years of having known the Lord Jesus Christ, I wasn't baptized in the Holy Ghost. I was a student then. And I so much desired this baptism. I, all my, class, my classmates who are Christian, they've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Only myself, and I kept on wondering why God, why, why, why. One day, I made up my mind 
One day, I was determined. Today is the day I will receive the Holy Ghost baptism. I just went to one of the rooms. I was in the campus. Campus. Just went to the rooms of some of my friends there who had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When I got there, I just knelt down, met them, and said, Look, today, baptism of the Holy Ghost. Without, without greeting, without anything. It didn't take five minutes, I received the Holy Ghost. Because I was determined, because I was desperate. So if you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you too can receive. You don't have to wait two years before, uh, like I did. You don't have to even wait a day. Somebody can receive Christ now and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can be water baptized today and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So, and you don't even have to fast for it. Let me say that. Because the early apostles, they were asked to wait until, uh, for 10 days, they waited until they be endued with the power of the Holy Ghost. It's not a formula for all times that you must wait and fast for 10 days or 7 days or any number of days before you receive the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, and it's very important. If you want to have a closer work with God, you need the Holy Ghost, and it's free. Even right now, it depends on you. It depends on the state of your heart. Like that day, I made up my mind, and that's the day I received the Holy Ghost. So shall it be for you, as you, as you desire, may Lord fill you in the name of Jesus Christ. Please know that as faithful stewards, we are to use the gifts to benefit the body of Christ. The gifts are not for self-interest, neither are they to be hoarded. Or to be used. You know, some of us coming from Nigeria will know what it means to hoard produce. We are not to hoard the gifts of the Holy Ghost. If you have it, please, by all means, use it. If you have been shy, ask for the body of the Holy Ghost so that you have greater courage and boldness to declare the words of God. Amen. Have faith in God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Please don't hoard it, don't hide your gift. Maybe that's why, you know, we are not be experiencing the revival as much as we do because you are hiding your gift. But from today, please release yourself. It's like a, a kind of bondage. You have been giving a gift to you for the body education and you are keeping it. Please don't do so anymore. Amen. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with. That is for common good of all, to serve others. And for the good of all. First Corinthians 12, verse 7. Besides using these giftings, you have special callings on your life. What is the special God, call of God in your life? Jeremiah knew that he was a prophet because God told him that even before he was born, God had made him and called him to be a prophet. He was not to be afraid, but to be a prophet in the nations. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. John the Baptist was called to be the forerunner of Christ. He knew. He knew his special calling. Apostle Paul was called to be an apostle to the Gentiles. Acts chapter 9, verse 15. He knew. There was no gainsay about that. Evangelist David Wickerson, the founder of Times Square, New York, and author of the cross and the switchblade, was called to... Minister to drug addicts and street dwellers. Special calling. 
He recognized it. And he did exactly that. Some are called to minister to, you know, to prostitutes. Some to minister to prisoners. However, all Christians are called to the ministry of reconciliation. Second Corinthians 5, 18 to 20. You and I. So if you die, I don't even know my ministry. What pastor is saying, I don't even know my ministry. This is common to all of us. Even if you don't have a specific one yet, but know that you have been called to the ministry of reconciling men and women back to God. Amen? Amen. Are you doing that? Well, also, talking about a deeper work with God, there are still some five ministerial gifts that God gives to the body of Christ. We find this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. There is the general and specific cause upon people's life. These callings to the body of Christ, they are called the five ministerial gifts. God has given to the body the first apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors. You find it there, Ephesians chapter 4, 4 verse 11. Like Apostle Paul, we all need to seek and ask the Lord, what will you have me do, Lord? When Apostle Paul was converted, he was called Saul. When he was converted, you know, one of the very first things he asked the Lord in prayer, Lord, what will you have me do? Even this year, this year is still very young, we need to ask the Lord, Lord, 2023, what will you have me do? I know many of us have written down so many things. God, do this for me. Do this for me this year. Do this for me. You never think about what you do for God. Love is reciprocal. God has loved you so much. He has endowed you so much blessings. What will you have me do? That's one prayer you need to pray so that God will show you your specific area. Amen. Yes. What will you have me do? Find out in Acts chapter 9, verse 6. God used ordinary people in the early church, and he can use you, can use me. Even if we don't have titles, we are not called by any name, God can use you. When Paul was struck blind as a result of that divine encounter, he was struck blind physically, he was not able to see. God directed him to Mr. Nobody called Ananias. Nobody had ever heard about him. He was not a deacon, he was not a pastor, he was not an evangelist, he was not an apostle. Mr. Nobody, like me and you, God can use you, ordinary people, this year. Amen? Amen. Yes. Ananias was the one that laid hands upon that great man of God, you know, and he received his sight. God gave him the address of Ananias. God can give people your address to seek you out so that you tell them about the word of God. Amen? Expect the miraculous this year. Amen? Yes, the Lord has promised a quick, short, and powerful work. Don't know how long it will be, but it's going to be powerful, going to be extraordinary, going to be supernatural, going to be earth-shaking. I'm not going to be a reporter. 
I don't want to be a newsman reporting, oh, some brethren in such and such a place, you know, Holy Ghost just came up on there and decided to do exploits. But what he let me tell you, these manifestations, you may not expect so much of the manifestation in the church. Why? It's in the feed. The early apostles, it was not why they were gathered together. It had so much of the supernatural in display. For example, healings, miracles, the lame healed, the blind healed, and all that. Because why they were in the field, why they were doing God's bidding, why they were obeying God and testifying of his goodness. That's when God went with them and tried to confirm their word with signs and wonders following. So if you want to expect the miraculous, God expects you to be in the field. That's where the action will take place. Amen. Mainly where the action will take place. So position yourself to work for God. And one other thing before we close, well, let's talk about 1 Corinthians 2.16. In having a deeper work with God, we must identify with the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ means sharing the plan of Christ, sharing the purpose of Christ, sharing the perspective of Christ. His plan in the world is to bring glory to himself, is to restore creation to God's glory, and provide salvation for sinners. That's God's plan. We need to identify with Jesus' purpose, which is to seek and to save sinners. Luke 19, verse 10. We are to share Christ's perspective of humility and obedience. That's what we are told in Philippians 2, 5 to 8. That Jesus, he humbled himself so much that God gave him a name that's above every other name. Amen? Amen. Yes. And then, that the name of Jesus, every name must bow. He humbled himself. Jesus humbled himself, learned humility, and learned to obey. Jesus was obedient to the Father. He never wanted to do anything of his own way, but what pleased the Father. Amen? He had compassion. When we talk about evangelism, witnessing, and all that, some people don't have compassion. In other words, they don't have the soul winner's heart. You need the soul winner's heart to win souls. You need to have compassion upon the people. That this world, they are hell bound, and that it's only by the preaching of the gospel that they can be saved in the name of Jesus. Have compassion. Once upon a time, you were an unbeliever. Somebody preached to you, and that's why today you are a believer. For 50 years, I've given my life to Christ. I know it is sweet to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It is sweet to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And my friends and relations, I pray every day that they should all know God. My family, I was the first born-again Christian. But today, many are born again. They are more born again than those who have not known God. But my prayer, my aim, is that all of them should know God. Amen. Amen. Yes. What about your best friend? They are unbelievers. You still hang out with them. Or not. You are happy, fulfilled. Your joy should be punctuated because they are not yet in Christ. You are in Christ. You are happy. You are going to heaven. But your brother, your sister, your friend is not yet in Christ. Therefore, good yes, Ramai. Amen. The mind of Christ is in sharp contrast with the wisdom of man. 1 Corinthians 2, 5 to 6. 
The mind of Christ is given to us through the Spirit of God. The mind of Christ gives believers this discernment in spiritual matters. The mind of Christ is selfless, self-servant-centered, and humble and obedient. That's the mind of Christ. When our minds are not renewed, we naturally lean on our own understanding. But Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says we should not lean on our own understanding. Renewing our mind means doing away with unhealthy thoughts patterns or and replacing them with true godly ones found in the scriptures. So this one thing we need to do to have our mind renewed, to have the mind of Christ. Renew your mind because your mind hitherto has been you are believers as a non-believer. Now that you are in Christ Jesus, you need to reason like Christ. And through the word of God, your mind can be renewed. It's a continual process. Ultimately, you come at mature Christian. You come at Christ-like. And that should be our goal. As we want to go for God, not just to be the gifts of the Spirit alone, but to be Christ-like. In other words, resemble Christ character-wise and in charisma, in power, in anointing, and in his lifestyle. Amen? Amen. We round up with this test to renewing our minds. Ask the Lord to guide and direct your mind. The mind is the place of intellect and reasoning. The mind is where spiritual battles are fought. It is where spiritual transformations occur. Romans 12, 1 to 2. The mind is where the mind is where self-defeat is where self-definitors emanate. Second Corinthians 10, 4 to 6. It is where victories are also won. Amen? In the mind. Set your mind on the things above. Colossians 3, 1 to 2. Rest on the truth. You are now at peace with God. And we are heirs with Christ and joint heirs with Christ. Amen. In closing, let me remind you, let us grow from babyhood to spiritual maturity. Let us be crucified and become Christ-like and be led by the Spirit of God. Let us practice fasting as it helps us to subdue the flesh. Recognize how God speaks to you and be obedient to heavenly vision. Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. You shouldn't do. Identify your spiritual gifting. Identify your calling and purpose in life. Have the mind of Christ and renew your mind. Let us pray this prayer. It's a confession. I shall manifest your power, your gifts, and be part of this quick, short, and powerful move of God that you have promised me in Jesus' name. Father, I pray you fill me with Holy Ghost and power and make me to manifest the supernatural in my life in Jesus' name. If you are here, you've not been born again. Yes, you've been invited quite right. You are not born again. You are religious. You go to church. Before I was born again 50 years ago, I was religious. I was baptized. I was confirmed. I never knew the Lord. But I remember that night when, uh, you know, I said the sinner's prayer, my bodies rolled away. And I had the peace of God. Amen. So if you are not sure of your salvation, just recognize that you are a sinner. Bible says, Romans chapter 6, Verse 23, that the wages of sin is death, separation from God. But the gift of God is everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May that be your portion. 
acknowledge the lordship of Jesus Christ in your life, ask him to give all your passes and make you a brand new creature. Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as received him, he gave them power to become children of God. Amen. Yes, you too can become a child of God today. Say, acknowledge I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus died for me. He was buried for me and he rose again for my justification. I accept your lordship over my life, Lord. Thank you for saving me. I accept the gifts of eternal life in Jesus' name. If you say this prayer and you mean it, congratulations. Seek for a Bible-believing church and have fellowship with children of God. God bless you, Ray Good. I love you, and Jesus loves you more. Amen.